Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host, who is likely to crush it this weekend with DFS, Mozzie. I hope so. Uh, I hope so. Uh, Yeah, we did pretty well last week. There were a lot of uh, big almosts last week, and then a big middle finger from Jaden Reed. Um, (laughs) And the Cowboys. I I mean, I hate the Cowboys defensive play calling more than Jaden Reed because it just yeah like Jaden Reed not getting any touches made sense yeah after they need him <laughs> so anyway yeah um anyway, enough vitriol for the Cowboys <laughs> defense yeah um we already talked about the Ravens but I, I I bring I brought likely back up uh because we now know he's the only tight end there so as we get into the all weekend slate after um we go over these games you know he'll, he'll show back up but We'll dive on into the Sunday games. Starting off, we've got uh, Tampa Bay at Detroit. We both have Detroit here. Mm-hmm. Um, total is 49.5 and, and then uh, six-point spread. Yeah, I don't know what to make of the total and the spread. I am going to take Detroit, but yeah, I would expect Tampa to gain a little bit of steam. Uh, yeah, and they, got, they got half a point and then the total went up a point. So Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, this game, uh, we're both taking Detroit, and I think the paths of production, so, so, sometimes you got to really dig deep, but sometimes it's kind of just right there. And I think this is one of those where it's kind of just right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there might, be, there might be some more to dig into. I, I see we, we didn't even write it. I, I feel like it's very Amon Ra, Mike Evans, Laporta, very much those three. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think... Amon Ra should probably be in your slate. I think Mike Evans is a pretty a pretty good uh, option as well. And there are a lot of tight ends this week. Laporta is in just such a smash spot that yeah, he's more expensive than George Kittle on draft. Yeah, games. that that is a little tough to to manage. That just it feels. I weird. have a lineup with both of them. A, a weekend yeah, th- lineup. <laughs> I'm totally I'm totally fine going two tight end this weekend. Yep. There's a, there's a lot of great options. Like they're all in good spots, and aside from Green Bay, it's all pretty condensed. What's cool is these two teams did play each other earlier in the season, and I remember us talking about that game specifically because Tampa has the kind of run defense where they actually match up all right against Detroit because uh, mm-hmm. Detroit wants to run a lot. That's they've got that two-headed monster and David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, but didn't really matter. Detroit still kind of killed them. Yeah, Gibbs was out that first game, too. Yep. For And for what it's worth, I did want to mention Gibbs, because I think the running back, it's not a big pool of running backs that you're choosing from for your lineups. Uh, but I I have to say I do like Gibbs just purely from his receiving work and how efficient he is at gashing defenses uh, with the receptions. And Goff is going to have to throw a lot. They won't be able to run up the middle very much. Goff's going to be just 
getting rid of it. And Gibbs yeah. should be a good beneficiary for that. No, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that, honestly, because you can't really run up the middle on Tampa. It, it just doesn't work yeah. well. So, I mean, that, that, and then that's the Monty area, and we saw that first game. He and Craig Reynolds both didn't do shit. So, yeah, get, getting it to Gibbs outside, whether it's toss or screen or even actual just route, like, he, he, he's the one I want to, and... On the full weekend slate, aside from McCaffrey, there's a lot of similar options. And on the Sunday only slate, it's you know, but like I like both next game and then here we've got Gibbs. And then on the other side with um, with White, I like him on DraftKings because yes. of the PPR. So he's really cheap on FanDuel, but it sucks because the scoring system doesn't really help how I think he's gonna produce here. Because getting into the injuries, um, Edmonds and Shaq Barrett. Didn't practice Thursday, got a limited Friday, so keep an eye on them. They're both questionable, but the Chase Edmonds one, Chase Edmonds one is big because he kind of steals some third down passing work from Rashad White. Yeah. So if he's not out there or if he's if he's limited and banged up, that's just more for Rashad White to get. Because last week um, he had did he? Have, I know he had one drop. Did he have two drops? He got he got three targets and only got one of them. But I'm thinking one you know, was this not week, catchable. Yeah, one there was one hilariously bad drop though. Yeah. He had a bad drop and then one that he would have had to be like Brandon Jacobs size to <laughs> potentially catch. Yeah, so he he should get a lot of targets this week versus last just because they're actually gonna be in a script where it matters. Um <laughs> but I, I prefer I prefer Gibbs of those two. And then um going to the Detroit side injury wise, not much. Um Cleef Raymond is I believe he's out now, and then James Houston was activated. He got some full practice in, so he might be back, which Again, more negative for the um, run game of Tampa, which we aren't really looking at anyway. It's already terrible, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a super pass funnel game on both sides. Like, definitely the one I want to stack on this day, personally. Yeah. And honestly, on the weekend, might just be the game stack to go with because it might be the close. I mean, okay, the next one's going to be close, but like the yesterday one's huge spread. Those could very well not be close. And if the next one is gross, then, <laughs> you know, this is, this is a dome game with a not massive spread and a good total. Yep. And but, a very loud um, stadium by all accounts. Um, oh, gosh, yeah. Being there would be so fun to the playoffs. Yeah, that would be crazy. I mean, there were fans crying when they won. I That was just, gotta love it. Yeah. Um, Quarterbacks. I think these are two of the safest quarterbacks you can use for the weekend in terms of just price to what you're going to get out of them. Because mm -hmm. Baker is probably the cheapest, right? Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he, he's the cheapest starting quarterback. He's 6K on uh, DraftKings. And so, yeah, like I ended up with some Baker, some Goff, because they're both on the cheaper side. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure on Fandle he is. So he's 7-3 on Fandle. Um the the one thing that's keeping me from him on the whole thing, uh, when when it's Sunday only sure, but the prices on FanDuel are a little crammed. So you've got Stroud at seven two, cheaper than Baker, which is weird. <laughs> then Mahomes Mahomes is seven seven. So I'm like, wow. like it's harder to go to him on FanDuel. It makes a lot more sense on DraftKings, I think. And especially yeah. when you have someone like him who is much more liable to go with the three hundred yard passing versus any running. So. Oh, absolutely. And that's kind of why, like for. DraftKings, I love this game. Mm -hmm. You've got your running backs who are PPR centric, and you've got a total pass funnel in a dome. Like this is yeah. 
I think this is the Sunday game slate stack. This yeah, it, it is yeah. juicy. So obviously we like Nevins a lot. He's kind of the the puka of last week, I guess, in that sense. Um, right. The main the main thing was after Mevins. I'm like I'm trying to decide like how do I feel about Godwin just because the middle is at least a little better with Branch, but you know Godwin does play outside some, and so I'm kind of trying to figure out aside from Mevins where I'm going. So where, where are you at on the rest of Tampa? Well, I do think if you want a cheap flex option, I do like Kate Otten again just because <laughs> it is Detroit. They've been fairly rough against the tight end this year. I don't know if it's changed that much since. Um, They've gotten Brian Branch first and then also C.J. Gardner-Johnson back, so it might not be as nice, but it still seems pretty good, and Otten was feeding last week. And I would consider the Eagles and the Lions the same level of, like, tight end funnel, where you don't necessarily need to go there, but it it's an option, and it's yeah. if you are clicking with your tight end, that's just, like, free yardage. Mm-hmm. So la- last week... Um, it was just the Rams who Higby got hurt and then they've got Davis Allen. And then the prior week where CJGJ was just coming back, that was the slew of Minnesota guys where Johnny Munt had a decent game. So as a whole, they did well. It's, it's, there's not really a lot of lot to go off of with CJGJ, yeah, a.k.a. CD Deuce. CD Deuce. Um, what a dumb name. What a dumb fucking name to choose. <laughs> you choose CD Deuce? <laughs> what are you, a squirrel? That's a that's not a squirrel, that that's a cat. Um, I did want to mention. Do, do cats have seedy poops? <laughs> I guess a bird. Well, I mean, that's bird poops. Like I don't know. Anyway, continue. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did want to mention Jamison Williams. Um, because this is a hundred percent the type of game where you would expect him to actually get a decent amount of targets. Not like a lot but more than his usual because they will just be passing so much. He's got the speed to beat all of Tampa's corners. Uh, yeah. Check the, uh... All of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my only, my only drawback was like, look, I was looking at last week and um, like, I kind of just overlooked Reynolds completely. Um, I, I, they kind of both fill similar roles in terms of like, getting downfield a bit more but like you said yeah jamo does have for sure more of the speed mm-hmm. and yeah i could see that in this game mattering mattering a bit more like they're gonna take shots they're gonna be aggressive uh yeah i i did like josh reynolds last week too and i did mention him this week though i do think i'm gonna i'm gonna bounce to jameson williams it yeah, just they're basically the same price yeah but tampa yeah. i don't really know who else i like i i don't I would not have a problem with anybody that you mentioned because of Detroit's secondary, but I also don't have a strong vibe towards any. Yeah, Godwin. Godwin's price is really friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, he made it in my first run on the all weekend just because he's six three on DK, and yeah. he he is like so. Typically, we think of Godwin as like kind of slot only, but he's been playing a lot more outside this year. And then they've had like Trey Palmer and those like tertiary guys in the slot, so like he is still getting outside looks a lot yeah and you know that's what you want so if anything i guess i'm kind of talking into i like this duo but not so much the uh the the third guys like the trey palmers the david moore's whomever that are going to be in the slot yeah i mean i think there's a likelihood that one of them could do well i but i cannot vouch for anyone in particular on who it is 
Because, like, David Moore had just a busted coverage touchdown last yeah. week, and that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, um, I mean, like, both of those long touchdowns were because they couldn't tackle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were, like, six-yard passes that went 70 yards, which was just really sad. So, looking through this, Chris Godwin's about two-thirds outside, one-third slot. Trey Palmer is close to 50-50. He's, like, 55-45 slot out wide. So... They're, they're kind of mixing them around. Evans is mostly outside. He's getting some slot time, though. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, get, they're getting the movement between these guys. But, yeah, for the most part, Evans and Godwin are outside. So I'm, I'm cool with both of them. Yeah, and I think that it, like, it might be worth it to not do what the uh, Cowboys D did and not big brain ourselves and just sort of, you know, take the obvious choices here. It's a pass funnel game. There's a bunch of really good skill position players. Run with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like these, Evans and Godwin, like, I mean, more so Evans, but they're both great against man, which Detroit has been man-heavier at times, and like, that's, that was pretty much the Puka thing last week. Like, Detroit's a little man-heavier. We got Puka on the outside, so. Yeah, I think they Evans were in, yeah. scarred from the Matt Patricia days of constantly being in zone. <laughs> um, that They'll do it, but it's, it. I don't know. They just don't really like to do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm trying to talk more about this game, but like, it's just a little, it's a little straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Mevins, Godwin, <laughs> Amonra, Laporta, maybe some, some Ott and Jamo, and then the running backs and PPR. Yep. All right. I, I, let's, let's, let's recap there. The next game's a little more interesting because we got it kind of injury plagued. So it's going to be, Parts of it are going to be different from the general like yearly trends. So injury-wise, I'll start with KC because it's shorter. They're missing uh, Derek Nandi. That's actually kind of big in the middle. Yeah. Um, so starting to tackle out, especially with the run D already a little sus. And then Sky Moore is out. Uh, yeah, big oh, little. no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for Buffalo, we've got – so these guys are out. Gabe Davis, Taylor Rapp, Christian Benford, Inspector. I think it's Brave Inspector. Anyway, he's Bernard's backup. And Bernard is questionable. Um, didn't practice Thursday – I think he got a limited today on Friday when we're recording. Um, I think it'd be a pretty long shot if Bernard plays. Uh, okay, no, Bernard did not practice today. So you'll be hearing this Saturday, but as of Friday, he has not practiced all week. It looked bad. I'm banking on him being out. Me um, too. They're, so they're missing him and his backup, presumably, which is brutal. Um, <laughs> and then, man, and then also questionable is uh, Teron Johnson. And um, their punter. Yeah, Sam Martin. They signed some guy. I want to say his name was Hack. It's not a great name. Um, is it two A's? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I've seen that name at some point. Yeah, Matt Hack. 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 So. Hack. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like throw it up. He's a I might I might cut that audio down a little bit. I'm I'm writing down that time because that was a little grating. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, with Teron Johnson, he's in the concussion protocol. So he's gotten some limiteds in. But, I mean, he has to clear that. And they played Monday. They played for them their Sunday. But I concussion protocol, it seems like they kind of make stuff up and change it whenever the fuck they want to. Like, right. <laughs> by all accounts, he should not be playing this weekend. But it's the playoffs, so they might kind of fudge it a bit. Who knows, really? Um, <laughs> so They're really lucky they're playing Sunday. Yeah. That, that might give them at least some just chance. enough time. Mm-hmm. 
but I it's it's I would lean he sits if you made me pick, but it matters some, but not like a ton because they're already missing one guy. Um, thankfully, Russell Douglas is gonna be playing, so that helps him. But with all these injuries, man, Casey needs to write some thank you letters to the AFC North because <laughs> Baltimore served up an injured Miami. Now the Steelers are serving up an injured Buffalo. Not that they couldn't win anyway, but it's making their lives a lot easier. A lot, a lot easier. I mean, if Buffalo's completely healthy, I'm probably taking them this game. That Steelers game really was a Pyrrhic victory for them. They lost a lot of really important guys on their defense. I mean, Bernard is kind of the guy who has stepped up in linebacker for them this year after Milano went down. So if he misses, which I think is pretty likely... Then the Chiefs can kind of do their they did last version, week. <laughs> yeah, of twenty twenty three Chief Ball, which is essentially just running and then short stuff to Kelsey and Rice and ignoring their awful wideouts because they don't even need to like target them. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of sucks, but yeah, as of right That's now, what it is. I think I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. You you can get them at plus money right now to win. Um, so on that, um, forty five and a half point total. Buffalo's favored by uh, two and a half. Wow. So you can get KC as a recording plus one twenty four on DK. Don't know if that's going to change, but with all those injuries Buffalo has, it's really tough because KC is going to be able to do what they want. Like, yeah, the middle is going to be pretty open. They're going to pop it, just just run Pacheco a bunch. Um, they're hurting at safety and in the middle linebacker that's gonna make it easy for kelsey because like taylor rapp's been it's it's been kind of weird with like the level like how much they've been playing their safeties but i think like i don't know if it's a hot take to say taylor rapp is their best safety right now but i think he is because hyde and boyer they have their games but they're not the same elite duo they were like three years ago yeah so especially boyer more so i think but well i was messaging my friend who's a uh well, I say my friend for the podcast, but our friend Josh, um, just because the Chiefs went out and signed uh, the safety named Trey Dean. He was on the practice squad of the Jets and was actually like pretty sought after. A lot of teams were going to get him. He didn't play much this year because Tony Adams like was kind of a surprise and took over that starting safety job. Uh but a lot of people were trying to get him for the playoffs and the Chiefs nabbed him. And part of me thinks they did that just so the Bills wouldn't to, with Taylor Rapp out. It happened just a few days ago. Yeah, I mean, say, like, say, safety depth is good. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, I mean, I'm sure the Bills will want to have that right now. And the name is pretty funny for me because if he gets traded, you can say they're, they're, they're trading, trading. Right. Well, <laughs> I was thinking of like the Jolene song. But trading. Oh yeah. Trading, trade, trading, trading. <laughs> yeah, he signed so, with the Chiefs, and that that is um. He may not play torn all, on but... like, will will the Chiefs win with the Jets guy, or will they lose because they have the Jets guy? Is it a I'm curse? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like again, like I don't know if is he gonna even play at all. Doubtful. I, I ideally, doubt ideally not. Right. <laughs> yes. Ideally, no. Um. But he was, like, pretty solid, and I thought it was funny 
just reading the reports on it, like, yeah, there were a lot of people that wanted to get this guy. The Jets actually offered him a multi-year contract, like a practice squad safety, and he turned it down to go to a playoff Hmm. contender. He was an undrafted free agent, so it's kind of why he flew under the radar. Uh, Always very interesting, the little games that are going on. But I definitely think that part of the reason the Chiefs got him was, hey, you know, hey, we could always use another safety, especially against the Bills. Um, but also, we don't want the Bills to get this guy with Taylor Rapp out. Yeah, <laughs> that tracks. And, you know, as a, as a former Jet, he's got a little more Jalen intel, maybe. Yeah, he, hey, so. he knows how to beat the Bills, I guess, <laughs> at least once but, a year. <laughs> yeah, so, speaking of these safeties, um, with Justin Reed and Mike Edwards, especially with Mike Edwards, and then having Nick Bolton, who's a pretty good side-to-side coverage linebacker, I was looking through how like I'm approaching the Buffalo offense and it's kind of tough because so Sneed is going to be on digs. That's going to be the game plan. Worked well the first time they can give him help because Gabe's out. Like there's no one to really punish them. And then with Kincaid, like between Bolton and Edwards, like I know they're going to, Kincaid is going to have to do a lot, but it's going to be tougher on him. Like it's not like, it's not an easy friendly matchup for him. So can he win it? Yeah. But is it the path of least resistance? No. So they're looking at Khalil Shakir needing to step up, but then we get to James Cook, who is my favorite Bill for sure by a large margin. That's kind of where I'm at, especially with Naughty out. Uh, yeah, that, that that was a big one too. Him being out does really help. Yeah. So actually, this is the best uh, adjusted line yards matchup on the week. Total run matchup. San Fran still, I think, edges out a little bit, but it's close. Like. Justin Liner is a smidge better, best power success, least often stuffed, like really good run DVOA over the past little bit. Like it's it looks great for their run game. So the way Buffalo pulls this out is pretty much like controlling it and James Cook putting his carry pants on. Yep. He says, I'm the chef, I'm gonna cook. <laughs> we got this. And yeah, like between the great run matchup and how much he'll need to catch the ball with lack of targets and just all the resistance elsewhere. I I love him as a as a DFS option this week. I do too. Uh, I think Buffalo, like I think the way they win is you kind of just let the Chiefs have drives and then you have to just do your damnedest to stop them in the red zone and force them to kick field goals. You just clamp yeah. down in the red zone. You let them chunk up yardage with Pacheco and Kelsey and whatnot. Keep him out of the end zone. And then on the flip side... You kind of need to do the same thing. I think Jalen will probably have to run a good amount. Same with yeah, Cook. for sure. They're gonna just have to open things up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I Diggs Diggs has just kind of been a non-factor for about two months, and he's not even that healthy right now. Yeah, he's quote unquote not on the injury report, but oh, I mean, yeah. they added him. They added him with a foot thing, and yeah he's not that would explain some stuff if he's not fully healthy too but with that coming up and then the matchup and just the offense in general i'm not really feeling it i think there was one guy that i flipped to and that was deontay hardy so last week i liked shakir and that ended up working out great at the very end against (laughs) yeah i just got there just that uh that whole they're good for a busted coverage play worked well that, and then the Jalen run, hilariously. And the Jalen run. That was quintessential Steelers fuck-up play. 
But in this game, I think I'd like Hardy more because I don't think, as the Bills, you're going to be taking too many deep shots. You're going to want... Like, Deontay Hardy is more of the jitterbug. Kind of can get his separation in the short stuff. So you want him to kind of shake and bake, and hopefully if he breaks some tackles, he can get you some yardage. I... I liked Shakir last week. I'm on Hardy this week. I don't know. Um, yeah, so yeah, I was, I'm looking through like the snaps, and you know, obviously it was mainly Diggs and Gabe. Um, good amount of two tight end. Good amount of shirt field. Hardy didn't play much, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I feel you there. I actually didn't. They didn't do a ton of two tight end. Um, they full but yeah, they rotated guys a lot in as well. Because um, so look at percentage. Diggs got 84 percent Shakir 67 Sherfield 63 Hardy 21 so he, he's working it in, in but like he like you said is he's a design touch guy exactly and he's very cheap I think he's only 3k he is I think min price for a wide out yeah I'm looking through the the for the whole weekend I, I think there are some guys I prefer a little bit down near there mm-hmm. um like the Houston guys um I mean, even Justin Watson, I guess. Um, <laughs> not wonderful, but same, same game there. But, I mean, Mechie at 3-4 and then Hutchinson at 3-K if you're doing the whole weekend. I prefer those guys. Yeah. On just the Sunday slate, yeah, you're pretty you're pretty limited in your cheap options. Yep. But Yeah, um, I think this is going to be a kind of a gross game. I, I hmm. could be wrong. Yeah, is on the KC side, aside from the Kelsey Rice-Pacheco trio, just because with all those injuries and that in the Buffalo weak spot now being the Casey strong spot. Is there anyone else you like have any interest in like dumpster diving into there? No, not, not me. That's not like, I just, I hate trying to pick a Kansas city wide out. So it's, it's impossible. If, uh, so Tony's three, two, if he goes, but if he's out, the only one I want to mention is, and you can get your, get your bark back ready. It's gonna it's gonna be me, Cole. Oh God! Not that I love it because lo- looking at that three K range, like if you have three five to get to like Otten in your flex, I prefer that. Um, Same. So like I said, Justin Watson's three three, but if you if you can only use the three K or if you're not going Hardy, then I think me Cole would be the option just because like he got open and got the looks, he just can't track the ball for shit, and it's windy. So, if it's windy again this weekend, this might be a null point, but... It is going to be freezing. It will be freezing for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But we didn't get to see if he's going to drop it because the ball didn't even get to him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But they'll design touches for him. I think it's more of that, like, he and Hardy can both get some design touches. And with Casey, there's just no one else. But the option actually may be Dawson Knox at 3K, too, if we're going that deep as well. Yeah. I mean, I just... I think what we're saying is on the Sunday only slate, if you get to 3K, start over. <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, if you get to 3-5, you're okay. Yeah, you've you got Otten still... and Palmer. Right. And I think J-Mo is like 3-6. Mechie yeah, is 3, three eight. That's Saturday, but... Uh... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of guys under 4K in that three in that 3.5 to 4 range. You got, some, you got a lot of options. Right. If you're doing a weekend slate, you definitely do not... Like, there are... There are too many guys between like three, three, and four that are worth just messing some things around with to get, as opposed to going for the three. I think. 
Mm-hmm. Like Juwan so, Jennings. Juwan, he, like he's I think three three or three six or something. His name always is tough to spell. It's J A U A N. It's so weird to spell. <laughs> it messes me up all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah. So is there anything else you want to mention in this game, or do you want to kind of get kind of into the DFS aspect of things? Um, no, that's pretty much it. I like the run games. I think the quarterbacks are fine, and then Rice. Yeah, that's. I, I like it. I like Kelsey too. Did you say Kelsey? Yeah, that's kind of yeah yeah yeah. I it's mentioned him. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Kel- Kelsey's tough tougher a bit this weekend just because of how good tight end is. I know, but on the on the two on the two gamer, he sticks out a bit more. On the four gamer, we've got a lot of options. So I guess let's start at tight end on this four gamer. So we both we both probably I, you know if we both have DraftKings up, we don't have to read out all the prices. But there's a lot of good options. To me. I think Kittle at five two is my favorite. If I only if, I, if I'm only picking one, which we might pick two, but if I'm picking one, Kittle's my favorite at five two. I think. Let me pull it up at tight end. Because you have to go up seven or eight hundred to get Laporte or Kelsey. You can go yep. down to Likely, but that's only a five hundred discount. That's not like a ton. Those are my two favorite, and this lineup I pulled up, I actually have Kittle and Likely as my tight end and flex. Yeah, on the two gamer, that's I like doing that. <laughs> yes, because it. It makes life look really nice. Um, we, I think we covered the two-gamer some last night, so I guess we can cover the Sunday two-gamer and the full one here. Um, well, yeah, this is an all-weekend slate that I have, Kittle and Likely. Oh, nice. It just happens that I like them for the whole weekend as well. Yeah, I did originally the... have uh, Kate Otten, but I had the money and just went up and got Likely. Yeah, there, there's no one really around Likely price-wise that I like, but around, around Kittle... the J- Jaden Reed being five two as well as I think makes me a little nervous, but I do still like Kittle better. He's just in su- he's in such a good spot. Yeah, so got Kittle there. Looking looking through receiver, um, some some of the prices make it like really interesting. So looking back through, we love so we like Rice a lot. We like the Tampa Detroit game. We like pick pick a San Fran guy. They're expensive though, um, and we like Zay and Nico. So. Yeah. Price wise, obviously Amon Ra's the most expensive. Then Debo, you've got Nevins and Collins right around the same spot, going down a bit. You you get Godwin pretty cheap, Zay at six. Then you kind of get into like the value value guys. So how do how do we want to prioritize these receivers? If it, let's say we're building our our weekend lineup together, how 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 are we going to approach this? Who who's who's a I must? Think, I think the way to do it is to also do it with the, your quarterback. Um, so like this yeah, one I've sure. got here, I have Juwan Jennings and Debo because Juwan Jennings is cheap. Debo is one of the more expensive, but I'm pairing it with Brock Purdy, who's cheaper and Kittle. So like, mm-hmm. and yeah, I do think the Niners can score enough touchdowns to make that work. Yeah. Quite frankly, so, uh, I guess actually the, maybe the starting point should be, are we playing McCaffrey or not? That's, I feel like that has to be like the starting point in every lineup almost this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I do. He's so okay, expensive. So I have I have one with McCaffrey, but in general, what I'm doing is I'm playing either uh, the Buffalo since or not Buffalo since Buffalo KC guys, or I'm doing one of them and Eli Mitchell. Yeah, on the, I yeah, think on the... Eli Mitchell gets about twelve touches this game. I love him on that two gamer. It's a little tougher for me to get there on the full weekend. Cause like I'm looking through, cause like James Cook at six three is a pretty good value. Like 
Right. Chaco 6-4. Like, you got some options with Gibbs and stuff, too. So, as great as McCaffrey looks, it's like, man, you have these receivers as well that, like, we want to play. So, it's pretty much where, where do we kind of want to prioritize? Do we want to put expensive receivers? McCaffrey, do we just go real balanced? Like, um, Well, I think let's figure out, do we want McCaffrey or not? I say, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, let's, let's start there. So, we've got... <laughs> So if we're starting with the Caffrey and Kittle, we've got a good amount of San Fran there. Yes. So we could we could do Purdy with it, but let's let's keep going for now. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess we'll, I guess we'll go other running back while we're here. This is where it gets a little tough. Mm-hmm. I, I think that like it sounds like Pacheco and Cook are kind of the two guys we like the most that are left. Not yes. like cause get get gives like solid, but I think we'd like the matchup as a whole more for Pacheco and Cook. So uh, which one's cheaper? Um, cook cook by 100 so i guess we can just pick him for now yeah yeah sure all right so receiver um man amon ra is expensive it's a little tough to get him yeah that's why so like this weekend lineup i have right it's purdy it's pacheco it's eli mitchell but i also have amon ra debo juan jennings and kittle and likely like so, so you mitchell, want you want yeah. eli mitchell to save a lot of money Yep. And he's kind of your McCaffrey leverage there. I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. And it's Niners onslaught anyway. So, like, if everyone else pops off and McCaffrey doesn't, then I still have those guys. Yeah. And I think I think that's a good, like, lineup decision because you're saying, like, they crush so easily that the 49ers kind of take it easy on McCaffrey. Right. But so if this lineup, if we've got, yeah, if this lineup, if we've got McCaffrey, we're saying they actually need him a little more. Um, right. In which case, so, I think Jaden Reed might be a nice pick, or Christian yeah, Watson, so, or someone. Yeah, I was gonna say one of those two. Um, we do save a thousand if we go Watson. He's only forty-two. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Real that's so stupid. Yeah, and like Let's he's not that. even fuck it. he's not even popular, which is what's weird. So that that's our differentiate. Like he's our differentiation now. Like which is crazy to say. Yeah. Let's let do you want to do Christian Watson? Yeah, just he he's he's our value. Like we we need the value now of McCaffrey, so he kind of levels us back out. Um, no one else seems to understand this. We do. The Niners secondary isn't that good. In fact, I kind of think it's it's pretty mediocre. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really curious again if they're going to come out in more man or more zone after what they saw happen last week. But if you put this secondary with the pass rush that the Falcons had this year, you have a terrible defense. <laughs> They're giving defense. up 40. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, no like one that. no one on the slate at remotely close in price or lower. Like, maybe the only one under 5K who can get close to ceiling is likely. But, like, you're looking at 4-2. Like, I know. you don't have... You're, there, there isn't shit down there. Like, and randomly you have Christian <laughs> Watson at 4-2. I'm like... It just doesn't make sense to me on that price. So I, I like that. So do we want to go with Purdy since we've got um, McCaffrey and Kittle, or do we want to kind of build a different stack? Um, Let's wait just a second. Let's see okay. how it plays out a little bit more. You can slot mm-hmm. someone. You could, I would say slot Purdy in for now Yeah, it's because really he's 65, and that's like right there in the mid. Uh-huh. All right, so receivers. Um. I know, like, also cheaper guys. Like, in that in that 6 to 7 range, we've got Zay, Godwin, Rice, and Ayuk. We do both really like Zay this week. Yeah, he's only 6K, so we can rock him in there. Stays pretty cheap. Um, I'm going to pop just a defense in here so we have it for reference. 
Um, I do that. So when I do this, I start. I just put the most expensive defense in, and it's usually never who I take. It's just so that you know who you can yeah, afford. I know what the uh-huh. ceiling is. <laughs> yeah, so like we can get like Rice and a cheapo, or we can get like two like five k ish guys. I think I like going a six k range and a cheap range guy at this point. Okay, I'm down. With just because like. He's like, <coughs> Jaden Reed's there at 5K, but everyone else under that is kind of like, eh. and then once, once you get someone we like, they're we're at value now. So it's kind of pointless at that point. So do we want to like just pick Jamo and then see what we have left? We could. In so fact, if, if you pick, put him at wide receiver, then your flex, you might be able to get, what's, how yeah, much so, do we have left? So. So with the Ravens D and GMO, we got fifty nine. But if we if we drop our defense down from the Ravens to someone else, um, we've got a little more like leeway. The Chiefs. Yeah. So if we pick the Chiefs, that gives us sixty seven hundred. Um, one off of Rice. Um, but we could get Gibbs or yeah. Cook. Yeah. Well, we already have we we already have Cook in this one, but I don't know if I want to do Cook against the Chiefs D. It's like uh, we could change. I wasn't sure if we took Cook or Pacheco. I'm like, I... yeah. So if we have. <laughs> We have Pacheco, Chiefs D. We have exactly sixty-six to go. Gibbs. That is kind of nice. Yeah. That, but then the other question is: Do we want Pacheco or Godwin at that point? Hmm. And that gets kind of tough. That is kind of tough. I wouldn't. And we've got Purdy in at quarterback, right? Yeah. Like we could always change that. Um. Like if we dropped Goff or something. That's what I was wondering because the only thing I think that. I don't like with this lineup is we don't have that many in the Lions Bucks game. Yeah. Which that's the cost of McCaffrey. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a little tough. <laughs> well, I mean, we but, do have yeah. we do have JMO. Yeah. But that's all. Um Yeah. That's all I was mentioning Godwin as an option there. We could do Goff gives Godwin and then was it gives for defense? Eh, no, I don't want to play the Texans defense, never mind. Um yeah, yeah it's a, you get a little like if you you can't really get heavy on the Detroit Tampa game and also play McCaffrey. It's kind of just a choice you got to make. Yep. So I'm fine with going the Purdy McCaffrey Kittle and say he he houses one. Yeah. And then I think I mean, Pacheco and Chiefs D. That's a nice correlation that we've got. If we go Gibbs and Jamal, we've got them from the Tampa game. So yeah. Yeah. So this puts us at. Um, we've got Purdy. At quarterback, then Gibbs and McCaffrey at running back, Zay, Christian Watson as our as our run back, and Jamo at receiver. We've got Kittle at tight end, stacked with Purdy in that game stack, and then Pacheco and Chiefs D as a running back defense correlation. Which I do like. <laughs> yeah, all right. Save that line. I'm gonna pop pop it in something so we can can work that. Um and we have talked I think we've talked a lot of, enough just now about our, our Sunday preferences that, you know, We've, we've kind of built our Sunday lineup off of that. We're, we're pretty much saying, <laughs> so the one I did, I fully stacked the first game and then went Pacheco and Chiefs D. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. The only difference I would maybe do is doing something to get Cook in there. Because even if, even if you've got Chiefs D, I don't hate Cook because he can catch a lot. It's just real tough to make that work. Yeah. yeah I also like, this, like one, this one I've got Goff, Pacheco, Gibbs, Amon Ra, Rasheed Rice, Jamison Williams, Laporta, Kate Otten, and the Chiefs, to, team, which is pretty even fun. If you, even if you stack that first game on the two-gamer, I'm not opposed to also taking one of the defenses, just because, like, 
it is Gotham Baker in a pass funnel environment. Oh yeah, like, my this one all like, day <laughs> slate I have that's really good. I have the Buccaneers defense because it worked out that mm-hmm. I could exactly get to zero salary left with that. Yeah, because they're the cheapest, and so like I feel I, I don't like the Lions defense that much here. Like I guess if you're looking at a like leverage perspective, they might work out better, but. Like the chi- the Chiefs are twenty seven, so if you need that two hundred to get to the Bucks, that makes sense. But if not, I would just take the Chiefs defense at that point. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun weekend for sure on DFS because I love the two gamers. We get two of those, and we get like the four game full weekend to have a little more fun with it. So ooh, it should be a fun weekend though. Hmm. Indeed, indeed. And then we've got we're almost done. We've only got two weekends left after this one. I know. I'm not counting the Pro Bowl in that. No, that that's not real. Nah. <laughs> it's fake <laughs> it's fake so yeah in the meantime though um until next weekend you can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com on twitter at mozzieandmuscle on instagram at mozzieandthemuscle and uh make sure to share us with a friend if you if you know if we're helping you out help us help other people out yeah you know? but uh thank you all for tuning in and we will be back soon